Yo, what's up? This is Pinky from Team Pinky Muay Thai. 20 years in the game, ex-fighter and current Muay Thai trainer. Hey guys, my name's Matt. I'm from Full Tilt Fight and Fitness. I've been in the game for 12 years fighting and 8 years coaching and you are listening to the Ring Lovers Podcast. 7, 8, you're impressed with my counting? 5, yeah, 3, <laughs> shut up. Alright. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Ring Lovers Podcast. We are live and, well not live, we're videoing and uh, I'm here in Adelaide and Pinky, where are you mate? I'll, I'll hand it over to you Hello. and let you. I'm here in Canberra, the Aussie capital at Moyu at the moment actually. Um, it's actually stinking hot over here, it's amazing. Um, we uh, we recently did a podcast that... um. Had a lot. We were talking about uh, Karen from you when we were talking about the uh, breakdowns and videos. So if you're so if you're trying to put a face to the name, that's where we are. Where oh, that's where Pinky's now. So he's over in Canberra. Um, that's his gym down there. And the guest that we have on today is none other than Max McVigger. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Now you are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be ringing out words from this boy. I think we're gonna have to pin him down and ring him out one by one. But um, <laughs> just uh, a little bit about yourself, mate. I'll give you the floor for a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe where you are, where you're born, where you started, where you've been. I, I obviously knew you from Perth, so that was along your journey. I'll, I'll hand it over to you, mate, and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. Well. I'm a fighter, fighter from originally from Manchester, England. Um, I'm 20 years old. I moved from, from Manchester to Perth about 10 years ago now. Um, carried my career on there. And then just recently, about seven months ago, moved to Canberra and started training here with Kieran as well. I've had um, about 30 pro fights and about 100 and something amateur fights. So I've been, been training for around 16 years and yeah. Not really entertaining other than that. That's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, we'll go all the way back to your to your, to your um junior career. You know, you started over in the UK, and something that's Pinky and I've have uh, spoken about a couple of times with the with us and our junior uh, what our juniors are like here in Australia. I suppose tell us what about a little bit about your juniors, what the juniors are like when when you sort of started. Were you did did from from the first day that you stepped in into the gym to when you first fought was it was a long sort of journey to that or was it uk being you know thriving with amateurs and juniors you might have had a short stint before you jumped straight in yeah to be honest i, I barely remember it <laughs> and you say oh, i've got cte mate you sure <laughs> this is so my, my dad this is basically recapping based on what i've been told more than yeah. what i actually remember but um, from what I've been told, I started uh, around maybe five or six months. I did interclubs, like the, the little show around. Yeah. And how, how, old, how old were you then? I was five. When I, when so I that's fucking and, awesome, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah, boss. And then, and then my first, I think my first fight was while I was five as well. Yeah. Maybe I'd in that in that first year. Um, and then just it didn't stop. Every, yeah. every year after that, I'd have you know, 10, 15. Yeah. Yeah. Like and that's, is that, that's pretty common. That's pretty common for a younger, for a younger kid over in the UK to sort of pump out like from the age of five. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, not as many kids start from five years yeah, old. Of course, maybe, yeah. Maybe like that 10, 11 mark. Yeah. But, um, the, the good thing about the UK is they have 
they have modified rules that make the parents a little bit more comfortable. Of course, so, yeah. More padding and, and less head contact as well. You yeah, start yeah. Head contact you about eleven. Oh, cool. As well, so it just more than the kids. It just makes the parents comfortable. Yeah, yeah. In Australia, in their rules, um, it's twelve and a half can do yeah. headshots. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I suppose so if you if we go back to a time when it was um sort of looked poor or not looked poorly, it was in a poor light with uh, I suppose when Jazzy started. You know, can you remember way back when Jazzy first came on the scene? Yeah, and, and she, how old was she then? She was eight? Eight, yeah. Yeah, so, and then that was seen as like, oh, man, that, like, kids shouldn't be doing this and stuff. Was it, is it seen the same sort of thing over in the UK? Or is it sort of more seen like a, almost like a Saturday sport, you know, like Saturday soccer, yeah. everyone rocks up and they do their thing? And From from within the scene, no, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've we're just a, soft uh, over here. Parents. <laughs> Yeah, my mum's had a couple of parents in the past say, how could you let him do it and stuff like that. But I'd always get more injuries from football. Yeah. Like play football on the weekend. So when, yeah. you're, when you're a kid, it's like, if you ever see two kids fighting in, in 12-ounce gloves, it's like two kids having a pillow fight, you know. Yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't do damage anyway. Yeah. So, um, Man, the gloves are too heavy for the kids to build up any power to swing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, and then so obviously you had your junior career there and then you moved to Perth. How old were you when you moved to Perth? That's when I that's when I came across you first. Is when you were, when you were training at uh, the uh, WA Thai Boxing, was it? That's where you sort of um, you spent a bit of I time there. there. But I was training. I was training under my dad at a gym called XL. That's right. Um, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, I moved. I think we moved here when I was eleven, um, and that's when I started fighting, fighting here and and building building up my career. Yeah. Can you remember your first fight in Australia? Yeah. Um, I fought a boy in the gym called Typhoon. Oh, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. Typhoon, yeah. I don't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But I fought him twice. And, um, yeah, I think that was one of my first head contact fights as well. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. In the head. And that was, a, that was back when they still did mod Thai in WWE. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fight was shin guards, gloves. No, well, you didn't have to wear bodyguards. No, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were a little bit different over there. We sort of, we, yeah, we allowed that no body bodyguards. And then I thought my first fight, even my first fight over there, there was no headgear for my first fight as well, um, mm. which is cool. I like that. But um, yeah, and then obviously you spent most of your like a uh, a lot of your lot of your career then. Then you've just recently moved in the last seven months. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, I moved here about seven, maybe eight months ago now. I'm not, not too sure. I moved here July last year. So yeah. it's, it's gone pretty quick. It's been um, a combination of just training real real hard and then adapting to like my first employment job. Yeah, okay. I'm employed anywhere, really. So yeah. Just, uh, so you're fully employed at, at uh, More Youth? That, that's your job there, there? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I work cool. full time. Same as what a PT would, um, teaching classes, PTs, things like that, but on a full employment contract rather than, yeah. rather than being on a like a sole trader. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, like like a normal PT would, like a normal one. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That's all. I suppose a lot of what I'm trying to like instill in one of my young boys is the fact that this is if you treat this the right the the right way, you can do it like what you've done and make a career out of it. You know, like it mm. is. You know, like I've always said that what we do is a trade. 
you know, like you can be a carpenter, you can be a plumber, but you can be a boxing coach as well. You know, like a coaching job is as much as a trade as what a trade is just because you're not swinging tools. You're teaching people how to use tools in, in a way. And I've always yeah. thought it's a, it's a teaching sort of job, you know? So yeah, being able to teach that and then be employed off it, you know, like, you know, for example, you get to do this, you know, you can sit here, talk shit for an hour, not have to worry about it, you know, like, and, and get to do that, man. It's fucking... I say every day, you know, like, how's your day? Oh, I'm living the dream. Literally, we live the fucking dream. Pink and I talk about it all the time, how we, how we get to do this, and we're so fucking lucky, you know, like, even through the even even through these times, you know, like, when they tried to shut us down and tried to shut down little gyms and shit like that, we've, you know, like, if you get a good community around you, you'll thrive in this time as well. Like, we've done all right, you know, like, we through, through the shutdowns and shit in Adelaide that we've had to deal with, you know, like, we put our time in and our, mem- and our, time in our members and did what we loved, and then they thrive off the fact that we love it as well and it just fucking grows you know so there's you know it's fucking positives in doing this at a competitive level in a in a sense that you've got to trade at the end of it you know the fact that he's here like it's it's good you know like kieran's really good with like um the business side of things but also the 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 plan you know he's got everything planned out and yeah it doesn't it's not just fumbling along hoping for the best yeah um, yeah now Diandra's on pads she's getting ready for one championship next week um Josh Tonner is skipping he's getting ready for one the week after yeah two, yeah two weeks after that yeah, yeah two weeks after that um Max is fighting in three and a half weeks or whatever three weeks in yeah, four, four weeks, weeks four weeks in in England in no Ireland no England yeah England England yeah and then Davy, yeah, versus Yusuf the week after, and this yeah. is the one. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. been amazing. I mean, I suppose when you look at the the level of talent coming out of one gym, you you sort of know that the coach there and this and the training staff are doing things right when you've got the same, you know, like a high level of people all across. It's not just the one outlier; it's like a joint group thing. You know, it's good. Yeah. Well, Kieran has that philosophy of like the reason it's called more you is so that it can be like a university, like a mm. you know that level of of like group, a group, a top group of people come together and 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 push themselves. You know? he, he sort of said it perfectly to us earlier about like he wants it to be like the pinnacle where you know when there's when you've out, when everyone else is outgrowing their gyms, this is the place to come. You know, so he's got all the contacts and he does. He's well connected. He, he knows how to manage fighters. He knows how to how to keep the team rolling along. And do, and it's kind of like that pinnacle in Australia, you know? Yeah. Do you think that, like, it's obviously that's good for all you guys as, as a training group for yourselves, right? As in, if we have one place where all the top Australians are going, it's good for us as an for an Australian level. Do you think it slows down the competition? You know, like, for example, is in the one gym... Are you guys all the same weights or are you all crossed a couple different? Because obviously if you cross a couple different weights, then, it, then it's it's a good thing. I mean, like I'm not too sure what you're fighting at, what your fight, what your fight weight is, uh, Max, or what the other guys are. You know, like are you, are you guys all sort of around the same weight? Like, do you see that a good clash down the down the track? We're quite we're quite lucky in the sense that we have in the boys, as far as 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 like the professionals go, we have Josh, who fights 57. Yeah. We have um, myself, who fights at 67. Yeah. And Davey fights at 76 or 74. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're spread across those. We have Dan Talker as well, who's who's our other pro boy, but he's at about 
like uh, I think it's around 10 fights now. So yeah. not really like we didn't have the same opponents or anything like that. No, anyway. no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was thinking about, you know, like would it ever get to a point where it's like you guys are all at the top and then you're all just looking at each other going, well, we're the fucking top and, and we're all going to fight each other. You know, like you, you see that sometimes. I think once you get that good though, like when you, when you get that elite, I think you've you have fought each other as many times as you're going to fight each other anyway. And and then it's the only option then is international, you know? Well, yeah, that's and, right. You know, Obviously, at an international level, it doesn't, doesn't matter as much. But I just thought, you know, like when, yeah, just thought on the way yeah. up, you know? Yeah, I think this is kind of like that. What what he's sort of thinking is this is where once you've maxed out Australia, this is yeah. where you come, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah when you're looking for that, like that, that contact to then go, okay, we've hit the top. Like I want to, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Somewhere to aim for, you know, somewhere to fucking aim for, somewhere to, you know, like, set so a stepping stone too to like, oh, well, they're my best training partners that I might find as well. You know, like they're all in the same place to go. I suppose it's sort of, it sort of lends that option too, where it's like, you have your connections there, you know, like there's where, like Pinky, you do, where it's like, oh, we've got an international fight ourselves. You're going to fly to Canberra, do some training with these guys at more you. And then go back yeah, yeah. to your own gym and then fly out of there, you know. Like, there's also that option if you if you've got those connections, you know. Like, which I think is um, say like one of my boys got an international flight and I can't go international because I I haven't had the backs. Yeah, I mean, like two years ago, you know, we I could trust Kieran to look after whoever's going, you know. That that's right. Thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was just about to ask with your uh, fight that's coming up over in the UK. Um, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a give a chance to plug it with that sort of stuff. One, is there an online stream? I can't get on a plane to go to the UK either to catch it. Is there any way where we're going to be able to find it online to be able to watch it? Um, I believe it is online. The, the promoter of the show is Andy Halson. That's right, um, yeah. And he's, he's running his show. So I'm not, I'm not too sure if there's an online stream. I'd assume so. Yeah, we'll find um, it. We'll find it. We'll plaster it for you. My social media and, and stuff like that, and obviously Andy will post about his own course, show. Yeah. So if you're then it should be up there. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when was your last fight? You obviously you're excited about this one to get into it. So when was how long have you had between between swings? It's been, it's been nearly what eight months, eight months, eight months. since I last fought. I fought Sing Payak on yep. on Muay Thai Grand Prix. Yes, you did. Yep. Yeah. So it's been a while since then. Obviously. COVID's made it quite difficult. Did you were match fight, Chad? Yes. Yeah. Was match fight, Chad. Oh, you were you too. On That's what you fought on. I did fight on that. They asked me to take that fight when you couldn't take that fight. Mm. I didn't take That's that fight. <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I'd like to box instead, please. No, thank <laughs> you. Not to, I was just, I mean, I was, just, I was boxing focused and I would like to keep both my eyebrows and uh, still attached to my head. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, no, 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 thank you. I just... Closures. Yeah, it just becomes. So yeah, it was, a, it was a pain, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was virtually impossible for for anybody of anybody that would have been, you know, like an obvious match for Chad in general. It was it was a, a few of us, you know, like River or yeah, like Damon or Tyler in Perth or any options yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. They're getting there, so we were stuck. That's why they scraped and Kelly gave me the fucking call. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh is that is that a fight you'd still take like you still want you'd still take or is that or do you sort of look at fights and opportunities as sort of anything's obviously like that that's happened is it sort of gone and dusted or 
Or is it still yeah, a yeah, fight no, that you want? I'd, I'd love to fight Chad. I'm a little bit bigger now. So if, if the fight could be at 66.6 or 67, I'd love that. But yeah. Well, the last boy he fought was meant to have been uh, yeah. like that. So I'm sure, I'm sure Chad's all right with two kilos difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dude he ended up fighting. Who did he end up fighting? Um, on that show, forget. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a weight difference there. I'm pretty sure it was 85 kilos. Eight, 85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we. I think I'm pretty certain everybody looked the other way when he got to the scales. What was that? Oh yeah, cool. He's on. Yeah, cool. But um, yeah, yeah. but uh, that was yeah, that was good. Good that he did it anyway. But um, yeah, fucking sweet. And then so this obviously this next fight in the UK. Um, who is it against? Who have you got? It's against a boy called Niall McCreevy. He's the island number one at the moment. Um, he just fought for the Lion Fight European title. Yes. Just, just won. So, um, yeah, big, tall, long, awkward knee and elbow walk forward kind of yeah. style. So, um, I fought quite a few people like that before, though. So yeah, it's yeah. Something that I'm, I'm pretty used to. How many fights? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how many fights have you had, mate? Oh, how many pro fights did you say? Probably, I think, I'm not actually sure how many fights I had. Um, I'm guessing professional between Thailand and Australia and, and wherever else I've fought, probably about 30 pro fights. Yeah, yeah. In 30 fights, you're probably going to see into a lot of different stuff. <laughs> there's not much new stuff that you're going to find after you've been in there 30 times, isn't it? You know, the thing is, he's turning into a man. He can actually, like, now he's up at, like, 67. He's got a whole new pile of fighters, you know? He's, he's, he's yeah. Drink, you know, was it, you know, 61 done that, 63 done that, now for 67, there's another whole heap of guys, so it's good. Hell yeah. Um, fuck yeah. And then, so what's the, uh, when you go in, do you have a quarantine and everything like that? What's the go with getting in and out of the UK? It, England doesn't have any, any mandates or quarantine or the, we don't actually even need to get like a test to go Nothing. To you just straight in, fucking fight some bloke and then... And then what about coming go, home? We're gonna go. We're gonna go on the on the. I think it's the thirteenth. We fly there and we fly back the day after the fight as well on the, on the Sunday, and we get back on the Monday afternoon or something yeah. like that. I think we have to quarantine on the way back. I think I'd imagine we'll have to do a test at the airport when we get there or something like that. But other well, than that, you have to test there before you come here. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah something test, like that. Yeah. For, pretty sure you have to test like forty-eight hours before you come back or something. Mm. Yeah. Right. Cool. And uh, that seems to be like, well, it looks like that's where we're all going then. Seems like the easiest place in and out of it at the moment, I think. Because, um, yeah, you fucking ain't getting there. You're not getting into Perth anytime soon, are you? It's yeah. fucking, it's ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, did anybody move with you when you moved or you just you just jumped on a plane and said, fucking, I'm out. See ya. By myself, that was pretty yeah. much what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it um, and it was all training. It was just the decision to train, move to Moyu, and and start yeah. like, yeah. I figured, I figured when I made, when I made the commitment to fight, I, I am only gonna do it once. You know, I've got maybe, 50, hopefully, about like fifty years after I've finished fighting, I may as well make the time while I'm fighting worth it. Yeah. And um, worry about everything else afterwards. <laughs> It's such a short, it's such a short window, you know. Like we don't have, you know, like your body's only last so long in this sport, you know. Like I mean, like seems to be like, and, and we're that size, you know, like that sixty-eight, 
you know, to 78 sort of sort of fight range. Our bodies take the biggest beating. I don't know what it is. It seems to be them heavyweights can last a little bit older through their older age. And but like us, mm. the the you know, so I say us lighter dudes now that I'm lighter because I used to be a fat cunt. Um, <laughs> now that you know, like the the lighter dudes, we just take a, a beating and our bodies just fucking cop it. Especially in Thai, I've always said. You know, like um, I've done boxing, I've done MMA, I've done Muay Thai. The hardest thing on your body is Muay Thai without like, and that I think, yeah, I mean, jiu-jitsu is one thing that it's hard on your body in, in some sense, but the constant crack that we get from hitting pads yeah. or getting hit or hitting a bag is just a different thing on the bones. The most damage is like the 67 to 79 sort of area because everyone's still lean as fuck. You know? Yeah. At those, yeah. At those weights, most people are lean as fuck, so you don't have the the jelly over your fucking bones nope. and over nope. the joints. It tends it tends to be a bit busier than the heavier heavier mm. weights. Yeah, that's right. Cardio is a bit better. They reckon cardio helps with your durability itself. You know, so if we're all fitter, we're all getting through rounds better. We're all taking beatings more. You know, yay. And they, th- they say about the CT stuff that it's not the big shots. It's no, like it's you the get the more ones. you get hit, and and yep. if you if the people you're fighting are, are fitter then they're more likely to hit you more often yeah that's right do you um do you ever worry about it do you ever worry about ct and stuff like that considering you started at at such a young age yeah i was actually saying that to kieran this morning and we we spoke a bit something i think about quite often actually um but i think that one i'll probably fight uh, fight a bit less time than say somebody who started when they were 18 i doubt i'll fight Till I'm like 35, 36, I'll probably yeah, retire. Yeah. I would, I would like to think that I would be, be able to achieve what I want to achieve in the next yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Um, after that, I can start thinking about what, I'm, what else I might want to do in my life. Yeah. If well, how, not, how old are you now? 20. Yeah. So you're 20 and you're at the the level that you're at. You know, like at 20, I hadn't even started yet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I was fucking 20 and I hadn't even looked at a glove. I didn't even know how to lace up a glove there. You know, like I was looking at, I was like fucking looking at dudes in clubs thinking I was going to fight and know what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like training at 20 and I thought it was called Muay Thai. Oh, um, oh fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that you, you know what I mean? And you're, and you're where you are now. So there's no way, you know, like if you look at your, your, the level that you're at, you, you won't need to. You know, like, and like you're, you're, you're on your, your, your contract now with your work. So you've got a job sorted, you know, you're not going to yeah. die in the ring. You'll die like, like us holding pads, like pinky nose, fucking having a heart attack, holding pads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my body's taking a beating this week, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it should, you need, that's, that's why you need to get back on the weights, bruh. Yeah, bro. Yeah, straight away next week, eh? <laughs> But yeah, so shall we start tackling a couple of these questions or what? Let's do it, man. Let's do got, it. While we got the fella. Now, do you want me to go down in the order that you've given them to me? Whatever, bro. It's, I'm sure it'll work mm-hmm. out. All right. Well, I'll, I'll pop this one first here because I know it's your favorite. We'll get it out of the way. And it's the first one that you sent me. So we got a question. Um, now, I don't know who these are from. You might be able to let me know. Um, as I say, I'm so okay. Questions for an experienced, talented, and current fighter, right? That was our question this week because uh, we got Max on the show. On the show, so thoughts on MMA gloves in Muay Thai fights. So obviously, if you're a fan of One FC, you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, what's the other one that you were talking about? Uh, ha- hardcore in Thailand does them as well. You were saying, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so it's just a little bit bigger. 
Oh, they're a little bit bigger and hardcore? Yeah, bounce, yeah. Yeah, okay, right. So it's just the, the little gloves, the little gloves. I have already, yeah, ev- everyone knows that I'm a fan. I like them. Yeah. I like MMA. Yeah. I came from MMA from a from an MMA background. I've always liked little gloves. We've discussed about it, Pinky. It's not a. It's definitely not good for you for your length of career, but it's and it's good for the exciting the, the excitingness of the fight. Um, what do you reckon, Max? You're you're. Um, I suppose with so much of your team um, who are part of one. Um, is uh are they excited about using little gloves have they used little gloves before do you guys train in little gloves um so when the the guys who are signed to one use the gloves in the lead up um they have to be quite they have they're pretty careful about how much they use them as well though kieran keeps quite a close eye on if they're messing up their hands then yeah 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 as well um generally more for but the, like the technical aspects yeah. where, for example, like their guard has to be different. That's right. Yeah. Different guard. Yeah. Um, as far as fighting goes, it's something that I, I'm just learning to kind of tolerate. Like it, it's, if you're getting to that level now, like it kind of becomes something we don't as, as, as fighters, I suppose we don't get as much choice. If, if we want to fight and you want the fights, then you take the fights. It's kind That's of right. Yeah. That you, kind of accept um but it's certainly something that i'll have to practice to adapt to as somebody uses like a long guard quite a lot yeah that's right yeah and um i think that it certainly changes the style of muay thai that has an advantage um i feel like you'd, you'd get a lot more out of boxing in in those gloves obviously and and being a little bit more explosive on your entry and things like yeah, that. yeah 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 um, Clinches would tend to have more of an advantage, being able to grab on a lot easier yeah, as well, and, clin- yeah, yeah, and things like that. But it's not something that that bothers me either. Like I'm, I'm not too bothered about it. I know my mum is, but yeah, um, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm not too fussed. At the end of the day, it's still the yeah, same. Yeah, but it's, obviously, it was one thing that I remember Pa saying. Remember, like John Wayne was saying that he. Uh, it was one thing that he always wanted to do, you know, like as a, as that came up, which is why the the uh, he started his CMT or his cage Muay Thai thing that he, that he was doing for a while. Is it um when it be, when it started becoming a it, it wasn't something that you're like oh I want to tick off my list and do like it's not saying that you were like you for you you're are you very much like a, like a purist as well? Would you, you'd say like you like the pure side of Muay Thai and like the because like. Uh, Pink and I talk about it being it is it is a selling point to it is it is the, the advantage with small gloves is a selling point you know like it's a yeah. it, it draws the crowd you know like for me I wanted to fight MMA because I wanted to use little gloves like that's why I started MMA I wanted to see what that that whole experience was like um, yeah. is it something that you're that that you wanted to experience that was on your like, yeah as soon as you saw it or you you neither here nor there. I think it'd be something I'd like I'd like to experience for sure. Stick it off. Um, yeah, just I mean, why not? Like I'm a bit of, like why not? Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's something that I need to experience. No, nah, like, no, nah, I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone yeah, does. It's not I, the funnest I, thing I, in the I, world getting hit by those gloves. Yeah, with the with the as far as like being a purist, I suppose in my style in which I fight is what majority of people would consider like more time. Like, like yeah, more time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, 
I wouldn't mind fighting in them. I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't mind fighting. It's not. It's not like yeah. Yes, I do. Cause yeah, I, and I still haven't been hit that, like a, that. I'm. I'm not the type of fighter who gets hit yeah, enough yeah, to yeah. end up with a with a messed up. With a glass jaw. Yeah. 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 So I, I should I should be pretty pretty good for it. See, the yeah, thing yeah. on the glass, the thing, anyone who's got like a a, a glass jaw, it's not going to work out, you know. But if you can, you know, you don't obviously you're not going into it to wear punches. But if you wear a punch, then having some sort of faith in your chin is going to help. Yeah, that's right. And and yep. also like fighting, as long as you've got good positioning as well, you know, if you're getting if you're getting caught with punches with your chin in the air or your head off to the side, that's when you're going to get caught by silly shots but yeah i tend to have faith in, in when i do get hit it's normally in pretty good positions like yeah it's not, yeah yeah my, my chin's up in the air or my head's off to the side or yeah. exposing myself unnecessarily swear it out swear it out and pinky loves small gloves all right we'll just add that at the end <laughs> <laughs> um now while we're on the well this is actually really i think a good question do you ask you um, Max, seeing that you've had such an extensive uh, amateur career and then moving into pros, it's uh, how many fights or the amount of time training did it take you to find your style? So everyone, everyone's obviously got their different style. Um, you were explaining about your, you've got that very Muay Thai style, so to speak. How, how like, were you, did you start off that way or were you, uh, you know, so how long do you reckon it takes? I, well, I actually started, apparently when I started, I started in Orthodox. Apparently, yeah, I actually right. started as an incident for seven months. Um, but a lot of people who watch me now have just seen me kick, left kick a lot. Um, but I think gen- generally, I always kicked quite quite a lot growing up. Also because of the the way that the UK uses the no head contact, you obviously can't be quite you can't be reliant on punches. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're covered in pads, so you clinching is more difficult too. Yeah, so yeah. most of the kids learn to move and kick and, and check well and, and that kind of style. So you develop that style a lot easier. You'll find yeah. a lot of the UK kids, if anything, are good technically and then sometimes quite weak. Yeah, okay. Um, in, in, in some senses, at least, they, they will shy away and they'll kick and move and kick. Um, and I think that's why is a lot of them started their careers when they were young. And that's what kind of made them develop that way. Yeah. Okay. Right. So just so the rules almost limited them, you know, the 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 rules that they had limited them and and forced them into a style, in a way. Do you believe like um, fighting, just fighting regularly and letting your style come out and not overthinking it is going to help you find your style? Because at the end of the day, it's sort of up to your trainer anyway. Like if your mm. trainer goes right. This is what you need to be doing. Like, do you think if someone just fights regularly enough? it's kind of just going to come out itself and then the trainer can use that. Is, mm, is that way you look I at think, it? I think so. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go having three, three fights and going, okay, I want to be a finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think that maybe, maybe you'd have people not what I had people was people come kind of come up to me and comment on it. Like, Oh, you kick well or, and I went, Oh, okay. And so I would kick more. And then, and then if like, for example, when I was in Thailand, when I first went to Thailand, I noticed when I was at, whenever I was fighting, the trainers in the corner would always just ask me to kick. Yeah. Use your left kick. Use your left kick. And um, my dad or or anything like that. anyone who was training so, me so would want to see that. So even as a fighter, probably one that I've never really looked at it. As a fighter, it doesn't really fucking matter what style you are. Do what your trainer says. Like mm-hmm. if, if if the trainer says, um, 
Okay, I've just, I've just been given a um, sign here. English fighters are also good at talking a lot. That's <laughs> fucking true. Who's that? <laughs> that was put, Karen put that up in the background. Um, I can't get be, him to shut up, Karen. How do you try? <laughs> how do you fucking train this kid? <laughs> so it's like, you know, don't stress too much as the fighter as to what style you are. Like, just when you're in the fight or when you're in training and your trainer says you need to be doing this. Just do that. Mm. Whether it be, all right, you're just going to be kicking a lot this fight prep, you know? Okay. Obviously, in the back of your mind, you're going to kind of get the idea that, okay, all of a sudden you're a kicker. Mm. But (laughs) when it comes to fight time and your your trainer's going, kick, kick, and not going, all right, walk forward, latch on me. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't need to, but you don't need to actually put a title on it. Then you put a title on it, and knowing what people are like today, they put a fucking title on it, and all of a sudden it's block out everything else, and they can only do that. Yeah. yeah like there's still little bits and pieces of other styles you can do um depending on you know sometimes you fight a bum you know you fight a bum all of a sudden you can bring out like someone like rock tongue can fight female mm. you know what i mean like yeah. against against the person who's not as not as good as it yeah so you've got to you don't necessarily need a title on it I, yeah you just I, need to do what you're told i think i think yeah and especially as you're developing if you, if you start to try and Pick a style while you're developing, like, and also pick a style just sounds silly. Sounds like you're picking yeah. a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, like, it does. It does. Picking yeah. a nickname. It's not that simple. Like even even if. So like, don't pick your own nickname. Someone else will do it for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I would I would consider myself a kicker, but that doesn't mean that I won't punch someone to knock them out, yeah. or elbow, or, or or if somebody looks tired in the clinch to to pounce, you know. Yeah. yeah. I would walk my way in. And wrap on and yeah, lock exactly. onto them, you know. It's, it's just not, the majority of the time you're going to be kicking. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you forget everything else. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not really something that you should want to just, just do because you like that. It's like, I'm going to win the most fights by doing this because I naturally am better yep. at that. But sometimes you have to use something else because that person knows how to block. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, or yeah. they work you out. You just got to adapt to them working you out yeah. too, you know, like it, yeah, it exactly. fucking happens. Some Sometimes people just, yeah. When you get the level of max, it's it's fucking everyone knows what you're doing anyway. That's exactly right. Yeah. So right, no. he's a kicker, and the thing is, people who are really strong at their style are still going to be able to just kick and win with that. Mm. Like it doesn't matter if the other person knows that or not. It just depends on how good they are at their style, mm. whether they're going to beat you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, now this is a funny one. I don't, I don't know who you may know who you may remember who said this. This is a why do they call it shadow boxing and not Muay Thai boxing? Yeah, I it should get be. That. I think it should be called. Cool. No, I think I think it was meant to be. Why do they call it shadow boxing and not shadow muay thai? I'm guessing that's what it was supposed to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is, you know, it's just a word. Boxing it's in thai easier to is say. Way, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Shadow muay. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow muay. Why is it not shadow muay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um. Yeah, I can't answer it, but it's it's yeah. it's. I think once again, I think it's just something being overthought too much. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Cool. All right. So that was a, that was an easy one. Um, uh, what is this one? Uh, when you are trying to clinch, but they lift up the leg to go knee deep, do you just plow through, or and then you've said stab them? Let me yeah, try so that again. If, if someone's knee blocking, if someone's knee, oh, knee okay, right. you, knee blocking you in the in the clinch. Do you like what do you do for that? Like, do you walk through? Do you, do you just like push through them to try and get past it? Do you go on, try and go under it? Do you? 
I mean, there's obviously lots of different ways yeah. to deal with it, right? Depending where their standing foot is, yeah. Is a big part I mean, of it, I, guess. I, mean, I mean, if it's a really good knee knee block, block you shouldn't be able to walk through it. No. Like, if, they, if they're smart and they're good and they can't do it at the right moment and they do it with a nice, strong leg underneath, walking through it probably yeah. is a bit of a dumb option. Yeah. Unless you're somebody who knows how to just. Yeah. Because usually, step if someone's really good at it, their front leg, their leg that's locking your hips is pretty far out in front. The other leg's back and they're hopping backwards. Mm. So all that happens is when you try and push through that, they drop that leg down, they're blocking with the knee, knee and you fall on top of it. So it's it's it depending on so it depends on the opponent, right? Like if someone's if someone's really good at knee blocking, then you get the fuck away. Yeah, you just Mm. disengage and push off. Yeah. Generally, if they're doing it shit, you just sweep them. Yeah. Or yeah, or just push them over, knee over the top. Bring you step around and pull yeah, them if you can get them onto the ropes when they're knee block and you yeah. then you can use the ropes to make it that they can't escape anymore to get over the top of it, like knee up over the mm. top of it. You can do that. Mm. So many different answers for that. It's pretty um, situational, eh? Yeah, for sure. It depends on your opponent. If you're if you are a knee fighter, but your opponent is really good femur and knows how to negate that, then you're probably going to let them engage in like let, you're going to try and engage. They're going to block you. And you need to disengage and try and kick your way in past that block again. So, like, step back a little bit, kick before they've got a chance to lift that leg up. Get your balls on their balls so you're close enough that they can't get their leg up again. Max would like that with me anyway. <laughs> we should do it later. Should I turn off my camera? <laughs> no, no, watch. No, no, that just means so I can watch and you can't see what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> All right, now this is a good one. So uh, ne- next question here, we got uh, it's a goodie. Uh, so ring control on the front foot for the back versus the back foot. When can it look bad in the judge's eyes? So obviously this is talking. Well, not obviously. This is talking about if you're moving forward and you're ring controls and you're, and you're walking forward, or if you're waiting to counter. Um, when can it look bad in the judge's eyes? Well, it looks bad in the judge's eye if you're on the back foot and you're getting bashed. That's a. Yeah, that's a on the back foot and you're in Queensland. <laughs> um, that looks bad in the back foot. But um, <laughs> you can't step backwards in Queensland. Yeah, you can't step backwards. In, it, you get disqualified. In, <laughs> instant, instant loss. Instant loss. Nah, but you. It's. It depends. If you're going backwards, strong, like stepping backwards and reading the situation, and every time they step at you, you're reacting but, to it. Mm. That's okay. But if you're running backwards, like left, right, left, right, left, right, with your head, like chasing your head. Then you're never going to look good anyway. Um, if you look strong, it shouldn't matter if you're going backwards or forwards. Depends on how shit the judges are, I guess. I think you often, go backwards a lot. Yeah, often when I go backwards, I like to think of it like: Do I look like? Do I look like I'm trying to move away from them, or do I look like I'm trying to set them into a trap? Yeah, draw them in, draw them in. Yeah. Can we can we get another opinion on this one? Sure. Kieran, come over here for a sec, bro. Um, going going backwards when. Does it and doesn't it look bad in the judges' eyes? I said if, you look, if you're in Queensland, it looks bad in the judges' eyes. If you go backwards at all, pretty um, <laughs> much. Yeah, but um, it's, it's hard. It's that's the hardest thing about going to Queensland is if you have a, someone like Max who is unbelievable with his back foot, but there's this there's this misunderstanding that to win a Thai boxing fight you have to go forward. And I say to my fighters all the time. You can win going forwards, backwards, left or right. Yeah. It's whether you're effective or not. And so if you're going backwards, but you're, you look weak or you're 
stumbling backwards, you have no base, well exactly. then it's no good. Yeah, left, right, left, but right, if you if you if you are stepping back and striking, well perfect. But on the flip side of it, I think sometimes if you are, especially in a place like Queensland, I think okay, if you're going to go backwards, you have to do that little bit more. Yeah. Meaning yeah. if you score, and I've even been saying this to Max a bit lately, if you score and you know there's an opportunity to score yeah. again, get take the it straight away. Yeah, yeah. So don't just like boom, big kick and be like, ah, yeah, that was good. I scored. Go boom, big kick, boom, big kick, then have a look and yeah, get yeah. a second in because even even shit judges are going to see that. Yeah. It's definitive yeah. that way. Listen, you have to be convincing. No matter whether you're going backwards or forwards, you have to be convincing. Otherwise, you're leaving it up to someone someone's discretion. There shouldn't be any discretion. And guys who go backwards are generally smart, right? Yeah. Like, guys who go backwards tend to be more of like a moist demur like Max yeah. or... But on the flip side, and we talked about this the other day, is that in Australia, you can't just win by two or three kicks. No. The judges no. can't do that. You have to... Yeah, has to if, be if, dominant. If, if, if you win... A, I've had guys who have, for me, won a fight by one or two shots but have lost. And I said, ah, that doesn't matter. It's our fault. Not because the judges couldn't discern the fact no, that no. one or two up or down. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have to win-win, not yeah, just yeah, sure. scrape in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, That's backwards, good. good in Queensland, not that good. But, <laughs> yeah. And if I'm you gonna, are, just pissed, more, more. I piss someone off every week on a podcast, so I'm just going <laughs> to like... I'm gonna go walk away and train. I'm gonna walk that. away and train Josh because we man, get more. We got more views that way. A message last night saying I'd annoyed someone. How did I manage to do that? <laughs> I'm leaving before I say anything. <laughs> oh, no, everyone, that was Kieran. <laughs> oh, fucking great! Now our podcast is gonna be cancelled. We're fucking gonna be off the air. Unbelievable! I mean, just as just as this thing starts to fucking. Like if we get some views, we get on Kieran, it fucking gets blown away. <laughs> oh, now we'll get the now we'll get the abusive message instead. That's all right. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, get, we'll get um we'll get Kieran on for a future episode as well. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I could get half this gym. We'll get ah. we'll get this everyone from here on at some point. Eh? Now that I've got this down better because I'm not a fucking spaz. Uh, it'll be easier. It'll be easier to do. Um, rightio. So yeah. So. So basically what, what the, the roundabout way, the front foot control is easy because you're being forward and you're being aggressive anyway. Now, from the back foot, if you've got to be on the back foot, like I was saying, I suppose your best your best bet is to do more. You know, yeah. re- regardless yeah, regardless whether you're in Queensland or not, why not do that a little bit more? You know, like, yeah. 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 On, on the flip side of the token as well, it's knowing as an aggressive fighter what, what going forward and looking strong looks like. And exactly. And then- yeah, that's right. Yeah, be aware of are you cutting off the ring or are you just chasing someone around it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a very big difference between the two. Um, and any experienced fighter or judge or, or, or like practitioner should be able to tell the difference. If they can't, then they're probably not that experienced. Yeah, mm. well, they might they might have been around for a long time but never really allowed themselves to learn. Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, respect. Oh, so this is a good one. Uh, respect, respect to your oh, trainer. The things that. What's that? I just had a phone call come through, yeah. and I yeah. cancelled it. Yeah. Sorry. Probably Kieran just trying to get off this podcast again. Now, <laughs> uh, 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 respect to your trainer. The things that some may not know, but they got to know. 
um, your, your respect is the number one and definitely needs to be taught these days as most don't understand what it means. Um, you and I, and probably, and obviously even you, Max, came from that old school. Man, we all came from gyms where like the trainer would tell you to shut the fuck up and you just had to do what you were fucking told and, and no one was soft and you just did what you were going to do. Like, like I run... Uh, com- like a commercial style gym as well. So we, we've, I've got the, the the two sides, you know, like I've got the people that you, you know, like that are paying the bills to keep the lights on. You've got to do all the, you know, the nice fluffy stuff too as well. And then you've got your fighter group and the fighter groups are the ones who should know better, you know, like they, they just, you, you shut the fuck up and you do what you fucking told, you know, that, 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 that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I think as far as what's what's respectful and what's not, but little things like where, you know, like if you're at the gym early and there's nothing happening, like maybe get your trainer's pads out or or put your trainer's pads away at the end of the session or just little things to make your trainer's life a little bit easier. Because no matter what you think, your, your trainer is, is is has a hard job. Yeah. Like don't don't answer them back when they when they say something. They say something for a reason. They're saying something because they, they believe in it and that's what they think you should be doing, whatever it happens to be. Like, don't don't answer back and and just just be a good little child. <laughs> I suppose the, the thing is, is as a gym owner and a, as a coach, we also know the di- the reason for you for why you're there. If you know what I mean, like like as in like you've got di- you've got dudes in your your gym who are just there like we talk about them all the time those people who just there to train and we fucking love those dudes most of all because they just love the sport you know so like those dudes you got to have a muck around with and they might give you a little bit like they're not going to give you cheek back you know they're gonna you know and you're gonna let that little bit slide a little bit more but yeah if you're in that fighter training group i think there's a different dynamic it's like i sort of look at it as in the same way as like soldier officer without actually war you know like I, I hate i fucking hate the term of saying that we go to war you know because we've like i know people who have been to fucking war and i've fought person yeah. in a ring and it's nothing like a fucking war let me tell you you know like <laughs> but you know what i mean like so but I, I look at the same way as like i'm telling you how to go to battle so when you want to trust what i'm trying to say and so listen to what i'm trying to say that, that that's a big one for me it's just li- listening's obviously the key the worst way to disrespect your trainer is to have no respect for them yeah. like it, it sounds pretty simple but do you respect your trainer enough to not be a wanker mm-hmm. then don't be a wanker mm-hmm. one of the um, sorry we're, we're in a sport which is like steeped in a lot of culture right um so the the respect kind of goes beyond beyond what it would for a football coach, yeah, for, for like a, a rugby player or it's a very or, or hierarchy. It's a, like bit, a, it's a bit different. A real hierarchy in Muay Thai. Yeah, and and also you've got to like like you guys said that there's a level of trust that you've got to have that's a lot higher too because at the end of the day in in you know if I'm going and playing a football game nobody's trying to take my head off. Yeah, you know, even in a in a rugby game you've got however many other players that are there to, to pick up your slack if you mess up. Chances yeah, are you're right. not going to get caught open and knocked out. Every, there's not a huge chance every game. That's right. Whereas in a sport like this, it, it requires a lot of trust between the two of you. And training is also a lot, what well, what I would consider a lot more difficult 
And so you need to you need to have like a level of respect for that person to be able to take you somewhere. Um, and they're often a mentor to you as well. They're not just yeah, the that's right. For you as well. Often, often they're the people that teach you a lot of lessons and and guide you to, to a, a, a good places. trainer will though. A good trainer actually cares about you and 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 cares about what you know how your day was and and what you're doing outside of training. Yeah. To, to make sure that you're happy. If you're happy, you're performing. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. It's, it's you, the the kind of training thing goes across. You know, when when I see Darren Reese, I don't I don't talk to him like he's another fighter. No. I speak to him on a different level. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's, yeah like you're saying it's a different level. It's deeper. You know, like you you the the other thing is that like we're your extra set of eyes. You know, like in, in a in a in a fight. You know, like we can see the things that you can't see as well. So like to be able to trust that person who can see that. You know, there is that that different level. You know, I think one thing that that uh, fighters need to learn a lot to help them with their relationship with their coach um, is uh, obviously as a coach, you've got like you need. I think we need to have that little bit of fucking ego, as in like we're in control of the situation, control ego, whatever it is. Like you're in control of that sort of sort of thing. So. The, what I what I've tried to explain to a lot of my guys is, and you've tried to explain it to me too, Bingy, when we've done sessions together. Um, I look at it is like you've done it to me is like when I fuck up. If I'm fucking up a kick, finish the kick off. Let you let you or let the trainer be upset with you. Don't you be upset with you? You know, like because it could have been a good one. You know, it could have been a good kick that you've been working on, and you've gone oh, and it's not that. So it's like a big part and that. So. So train yourself not to do that. And then the other part of that training is also train yourself not to be fucking upset if your trainer says, what the fuck are you doing? Or why are you late? Or like, don't roll your eyes. Don't breathe. You know, like get like train yourself not to do those little things. What's that? You can't be butthurt by a trainer. No, 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 no. It's like, because it isn't emotional. Like, and that's why it is that officer... Yeah. like officer soldier thing there's no emotion in that it's like we're just doing this shit so that you get better and and you can do what you can do so i suppose yeah that that comes in that respect don't be upset if you're going to be fucking yelled at because it's the the yeah we're looking out for you <laughs> we're not disrespecting you as a fighter so don't no. just, you know like we're, we're just saying oi pull your fucking head in or whatever you know <laughs> i'm gonna cough <coughs> corona my, my, my name coronas what's that love a good bit of covid yeah man just getting around i uh yeah fucking with my little super spreader my little boy my six-year-old that's what i call him now i call him my super spreader just take him <laughs> take him down the shops what you got there boy spread around uh right we've only got we've only got one more question left today um it is and it is a very good one the most muay thai life-changing lesson you've ever had Ooh. Um, mine and there's been so many I guess for myself like um, just sorry that sounded fucking that, hilarious that you said that <laughs> been so many for myself probably, probably the biggest one for me would have to be though the fact that I was so unconfident and getting punched in the face and not going to sleep and being able to hit someone in the face 
gave me the confidence to believe in myself, like that I'm not a pussy and that I'm not weak. That's probably one of my biggest life lessons I took from it, eh? Yeah. Um, and that the suffering, if you, the more you, you suffer, the stronger you get. Like, and, you know, I used to go, oh, I'm fucking suffering. It's fucking this. Man, I'm, I'm strong now, you know, I'm tough and I never was, but it was, comes from, you, you know, the harder you train, the more you suffer in the gym, the fitter you get and the better you get for your fight. So same in life, the more, you know, you, you have, you do it the rough way, you do it the hard way. Everything's always fucking hard. But when yeah. you come out the other side of that, you're stronger than you ever were before. That's probably, yeah, probably the main thing I've learned. Strength, strength. What are you, young, young Max, my friend? Life-changing lesson you've got from Muay Thai. I think until, until about, uh, the, till about, I was about 19 years old, maybe eight, 18 and a half. I think I had a, a pretty good run as far as, as Muay Thai went. I had some big fights once I turned 18 for WBC state title, WBC national title. And I was on a roll and I was still 18 years old. Within my first six months of being 18, I was national champion, ranked in the WBC rankings. And then um, I fought in the February of the next year. And in, in that fight, I had a, a fucked up weight cut, basically. It was horrible. Um, I hadn't learned how to look after, like understand how my body grew and, and to go into the weight category that I might grow into and things like that. And so I, I went in for a fight that was too light and then struggled to make weight really, really badly. Um, Darren Reese actually took me to that fight. Um, he was on the tag team with Zach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next day I made weight begrudgingly it was horrible i made weight and then the next day i dislocated my knee in the first round and broke it so i dislocated it and broke it with a small mcl tear as well um and that was like my first slap in the face like it was like that you know yeah, you're not, you're not he better did, than he the world his, he ditched his teammate his teammate <laughs> had to do the fucking whole fight against two people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty- <laughs> Unbelievable. but yeah that was like um my first slap in the face and basically the first humbling I got because in my yeah. head I was like I was gonna complete Muay Thai by the time I was twenty. You know, I yeah, wanted to be, yeah, yeah. Clock the game. The, like the youngest WBC world champion there was. And and then I re- I recovered from that and after ups and downs and whatnot, got got to a position where I was meant to fight Roy Wills. Um who obviously it's it's Roy Wills. Um, it was meant to be a massive breakthrough fight for me. This would put me on the map. Um, and then the day of that fight, I tore a hole in my esophagus. Um, yeah. Which put me in for four days and didn't get to fight that fight either, uh, which was a whole... So you pulled thing. out. That's a bit soft, but yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that was a whole... Uh, get over here, all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I right. I had a few people say that to me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I that was a whole other one that, that dragged me back again. Yeah, yeah. And I think a big lesson that I learned from those two before I could get back on the horse was that that, that like you're not nobody's better than time. Yeah, like yeah. I had it in my head that I was just the reason that nobody got to where I got to at the same time is because I was just better than them. Like yeah. I was just better than everyone else. I just thought that. And then when those two things knocked me back down to earth, it was like that no no it's not actually because this person and that person didn't work hard or they're not as good as you it's because at the end of the day you can think you're so good but some things nobody's better than yeah, and one yeah. Of those things is, you just can't 
Yeah. You can't rush a process that is going to take, you know, almost like the world has a plan type of thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you only have so much influence. That's true. And if, and if it's going to take five years, it'll take five years whether you like it or not. Yeah. So you just got to learn to enjoy that journey rather than try and get to this place before everyone else. Pretty or... mature young child, isn't he? <laughs> it's fucking heck, the game. <laughs> it's just, sort just of fucking scary. <laughs> just not for everyone who's listening, I give I give this kid so much shit every time I fucking speak to him. I think he's um he's a good sport. So, so your biggest thing that you probably got out of it out of these last couple of things is resilience. You know, you're still there. Time and and that time, yeah. No one beats time. Time's a motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely no, got no pinky, didn't but yeah, um, fuck yeah. Well, that's all our questions, eh? We fucking cracked that. That was good. This is good fucking timing. Um, so um, what? Uh, so you're three weeks away from this uh from this fight over in the UK. Um, is uh, we were talking about length of fight camps and stuff like that. Are you? How long are your fight camps? So how long have you been getting ready for this one? Um, generally, I train all year round. Of course, you know, yeah. I, I train train pretty consistently but as far as like the the build-up to the fight we we took a week uh, eight weeks to play with the increase almost not not too much at eight weeks we were we were building come seven weeks we started to be quite consistent with the build and then into the six five and this is four weeks tomorrow until our fight um but the the thing is because we train we train twice a day and um we get a lot of privilege, I suppose, with having getting to train separate from everybody else as well. Yeah. The professional get a lot of attention from Kieran and, and we our own training partners, you know, I train with David every single day. Yeah. Every time I fire I train, you know, an hour and a half of sparring with, with just David and Josh or, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. So how many in how many in your pro or your like elite sort of team that you guys is it just in, the three or four of you? Generally in the morning there is there is Josh, David, Dandra, and myself. Cool. Um, and then whoever if, if some of the others come along or tag along, yeah. that's as well. But um generally we train together in, in the mornings. Um and then again at two PM as well. So yeah, cool. we have that kind of privilege. Our main concern is just because we do train hard quite consistently, our main concern can sound silly at times, but our main concern is burnout. Yeah, yeah, just of course, yeah. Much. Yeah. Um, I had a good chat with Kieran about this the other day, like how, because I said, like, you know, what's your fight preps like? And he said, like, so it might be, they might get eight weeks notice for a fight, and then they start it pretty much straight away. But if, you know, five, six weeks in, they're, like, tired, He'll let them have days like a week off or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then come back and sort it. So it's it's not necessarily like boom three weeks out from the fight you're smashing it. It's it's constantly training reasonably yeah. hard, you know, improving, doing everything. And then if you need a break, you have a break in that's that. What, yeah, in that that's pretty which much how we treat job. I've never thought about it that way. Which you know, it's you know, three weeks out from the fight, all right, you're on now. But you know, there's no reason why you because my guys they're training all the time anyway, like you guys. Mm. But maybe not quite as hard. But if there's if they won't actually start their full prep until three weeks out. Mm. But I like that idea of just starting. You know, five weeks to your fight, you're starting. 
And yeah, then that, that's sort of how we've treated Jai. That's how oh, that's yeah. how I've treated my a lot of my career. As soon as I get get told my fight was on, it was like that's where my training camp started. As in, like the track, like the mental preparation starts, I suppose, and which is probably like we're, we're talking about it with our like with our three with the three week fight camp as in your your physical preparation. But I suppose really your mental prep starts as soon as you get the fight in yeah, itself. Sure. You know, like so. But yeah, so you're at generally adapt to the, the fight and things like that as well, right? Yeah. Say we get a fight right after Christmas, you might need a bit more. Or like, you know, your weight might be a bit higher or which is which is a jet like it's a normal aspect of life but things That's are right. go up and down. But if you get if you if you learn to understand where you're at as well and as at the level we're fighting at, we should understand where we are. Yeah, and, it, right. and it's this with yourself and your coach, like do I need do I need this or do I need that? And and at, for example, David is now five weeks tomorrow. He's got till he fights Yusuf. David could, fitness wise, could fight tomorrow. Oh yeah. The only thing that's missing is he's a little bit higher than his weight, obviously, and and so he needs to keep working towards that. But a lot of the work he has to do now is technical because yeah because his fitness is at a, at a very high level. Yeah. It, it will get a bit bit better towards the end, but if he tried to to fitness the house down for the next five weeks, you go in there absolutely pumped to mm. fight Yusuf Bugan. And obviously, mm. that's not something you want to do. He needs to be peaking when he gets that. That's why you have me on this thing, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's but Yeah, so I suppose, yeah, like you say, everything's everything goes back to situation as well. Like if your weight's too high, you might need to start, start earlier and stuff like that anyway, yeah. Fuck yeah! All righty. Well, shall we knock that on the head, my friend? Yeah, yeah. We've been. Uh, this has been a cracking chat. I fucking thoroughly enjoy this. I quite like this Zoom thing. It's not bad, eh? We can get some. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. yeah we get it now that I've got it sorted. Hopefully, I've uh, not fucked this one up. There <laughs> yeah, we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was like what was that episode three or something? Wasn't it? Yeah, something third like, episode. Did the whole thing. Awesome yeah. chat. When I was. The one about me and Singh was in there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That was one, yeah, we talked about him in that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did too. Yeah. Oh, well. I remember I was the poster and then I was like, and it didn't come out. And I was like, <laughs> we did that on oh, purpose. You make, you make the thumbnail again, bro. Yeah. yeah, I think you're in this one, eh? <laughs> you made a bit of a feature in just, this one. Just don't put Kieran in the thumbnail. Otherwise, nah, I get taken down. <laughs> get the feds on us. Get the feds. We get shadow banned. You'll never be able to find us on fucking Instagram again. Thanks, Karen. But yeah. All right. Well, we will wrap this up now. So, what I'll get you to do, Max, is tell us. Uh, you may be an. You're obviously a, you've got a pro. You're a pro athlete, so you've got an Instagram page. Let us know uh, your Instagram, where to find you, where to follow you. Uh, let me just let me just bring it up. Make sure I don't mess it up. So it's so it's 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 McIver. Mikaiva, yeah, no, it's definitely not. It's Max underscore McVicker. So uh, Max underscore M C V I C K E R. And it was last one last Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, we'll chat we'll chat it in the in the comments. Yeah, that's the place to that's the place to find me really. I have a Facebook athlete page, but yeah. plenty of booty shots as well. Booty shot. You got an OnlyFans? I've got an OnlyFans. <laughs> Topless photos. Um, but yeah, and obviously you can find us on the Ring Lovers podcast uh, on Instagram. Um, this will be out on Monday. Um, 
Yeah, fucking sick. I hope you guys all had a great weekend. Pinky, I hope you have a good, safe trip back when you float, when you're back again. I'm, I'll arrive back in on Monday, back in Adelaide. We're leaving here Sunday morning. We'll probably crash somewhere along the line. Not hopefully not crash and die. Hopefully just have a sleep on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah. Um, around Swan Hill or something, and then we'll drive back. Cool. So if hours, you're looking for some warm bodies to take advantage of, Swan Hill in a couple of, couple of days. Huh? They'll be sleeping <laughs> tight. Get them then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, as I said, find uh, you can find me full tilt fighting fitness or stand up guy podcast and team pinky moy could tie on everything. Um, we'll drop yep. this on the YouTube page, I'll probably put this on my Instagram page as well. And uh, yeah, fucking sick. Well, this has been a fun chat. I'll speak to you guys soon. We'll get back to you soon. Peace, yeah, yeah. Peace.